Welcome, everybody, to the Lipsy's Aim Higher podcast. And across from me, as always, is Jason Klossner. I am Rob Abrazino. And we've got a very special guest today. We've got Mr. Mark Smith, president and CEO of Smith & Wesson. Welcome, Mark. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. I think it's been uh, a little over a year, if I'm not mistaken, was it March Madness last year, your last visit? Our last customer trip was here for March Madness. That's right, yeah. And our first customer trip of since the pandemic has been back here. Yes, <laughs> score, score yeah. for Lipsy's. Yeah. No place else to go. <laughs> uh, you got you kicked us off last year. March Madness is a big sales event for us. It's a big charity event, uh, employee-led charity event for us, and you kicked that off. And we had Coach O here, the head coach of the national champion uh, Fighting Tigers at the time. So that was yeah, a fun I th- day. I thought we were good partners and then uh coach o walked in and uh he did a big speech and then he handed it over to me my leading act was, was coach o. That, that's, <laughs> that's right. nice. yeah. i really appreciated that so. yeah well listen we really appreciate you being here and uh, we just wanted to, to chat a little bit i know uh, you're on a tight schedule but wanted to snag you for a few minutes and just kind of talk a little bit about the last year maybe some new product and things like that so uh jason i'll kind of let you kick it off maybe we can you know go back to uh last year a little bit and a lot's happened in the past uh, 12, 14 months here, you know? Yeah, I, you know, it, it's definitely been the biggest challenge since we've been in the industry, for sure. And I tell you, Smith & Wesson has really stepped up, and they've you guys have really been uh, the, the heroes of, of getting guns out and getting them to the market this last year. I mean, Mark, what, what are some of the struggles that you guys had, and how did you overcome them? Yeah, I mean, every year we, I was just talking uh, yesterday with uh, one of our customers and just talking about, you know, the, that, that time frame and back in March and April of, you know, everybody was every day you'd wake up and something new, you know, we didn't, we didn't know, you know, what was, you know, what the guidance was going to be, mm-hmm. how serious this thing was and, you know, what you should or should not be doing and, you know, how do you keep the employees safe while keeping the business going and obviously. Who, who's here, who's not right. here, who's, who do we need to help? Exactly. And, yeah. who's, you know, and at that time, the, obviously the market was going crazy and, you know, we wanted to make sure that, you know, we continue to apply, supply product for those looking to protect themselves, their families. And, you know, how do we do that? And, you know, so anyway, we, all kudos to our operations team. They did an unbelievable job. We, you know, we kind of, uh, you know, we sent all the office staff home for a few weeks back there in, in March and April of last year, and operations staff stayed in, stayed in, and and they got it done and, and ramped production over sixty percent. Um, you know, so it, kudos to them. We, you know, we, we we really killed it, and that's all. You know, the operations team and, and being able to keep themselves, the, the, you know, and they and their fellow employees safe. You know, you think about all the changes and the, you know, and working on the fly and dealing with that, dealing with that uncertainty yeah. and, and, you know, the, and the, and for them and themselves, you know, and, sure. and in addition to keeping them, themselves safe, their employee, you know, their, their, our employees safe and putting sure. all those, those changes in and, and barriers between workstations and the assembly line and, right. you know, temperature checks and putting in the, you know, <laughs> obviously then the masks and, you know, so anyway, it's, uh, it's been a hell of a year and, and really proud of, of our, of our team. What they've yeah. Been I mean, there was definitely no playbook. No. go by i mean no. you're writing it as the day would go by you know i tell you what you need to give kudos to your procurement people too for getting all the ammo to test all those guns oh, with. Yeah. i know that's been a struggle with a lot of manufacturers yeah. getting getting just getting the ammo to test their all stuff it's yeah it's a daily it's still to this day a daily struggle obviously for us i mean you know i know a lot of a lot of your uh, a lot of your audience is probably having a hard time getting getting ammo and thinking that we're using it we're having a hard time getting ammo too so right <laughs> it's yeah, not right. us right. yeah yeah right, no so. doubt well you know and, and the good thing too is not only did you get out a lot of a lot of product i mean really a ton of stuff you also created a lot of new products this last year you know you've had the you know the shield plus i mean that's the 
that's been a huge one. Uh, Absolutely. Know, I mean, that 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 product category, the little micro subcompact double stack style magazine gun, I mean, is really the hottest thing out there. And uh, I tell you, the Shield Plus really came out of the, I think, hitting all the, hitting it in stride. Um, you know, tell us about some of the, I think a lot of people like to know what are, how long does it take to to get these things to market? And people, you don't snap your fingers and say, "Okay, put a put in, just do a new magazine." It takes yep. time and testing, a lot of ammunition expended. You know, tell us a little bit es- about the time frame on that, especially with that with the strain of last year. Yeah, know, coupled yeah, we, with we, that, we just talked about ammo. I mean, our, it, and also, you know, I mean, our 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 uh, new product development team, our engineers, and 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 technicians and they're unbelievable and you know it does you're, you're right jason it, it takes you know a brand new product like that can take up to two years two three years sometimes to, to develop and that's you know it sounds how can it take you know it's, it's a it's a firearm you guys this is what you do for a living right. how can it take that long well i mean we obviously have high quality standards and we want that you know we want that firearm to be reliable that's what our brand stands for you know that, that workmanship and, and quality and you know those those engineers are putting you know tens of thousands of rounds through the test guns through one gun just to make sure that you know there's there's nothing there's no issues and nothing's going to go wrong with those firearms big expectations from smith and wesson too this is a a, again a popular category and it's got to be right it's it's got to be right right, especially coming from a a brand as big as yours it's got to hit all the you know it's got to hit it right out of the gate you know i mean that's the expectation so you know so they did a tremendous job and you know i mean we we get asked a lot about you know why, why why even introduce new product in this environment and you know i think you, you got to be a little bit more, you know, cautious and strategic about it. And, you know, we don't want to just be introducing new product just for the sake of it. I mean, obviously the market is constrained and, you know, it's, it's the demand is so high right now that, you know, everybody's having a hard time keeping up. But, I mean, we got to, you know, we got to keep putting new product out there and keeping our, our consumers excited about our brands and, you know, and, so I mean we we've been pretty uh, we've been pretty aggressive with it and we got a pretty pretty good new product pipeline coming up behind it now the, right. the rest of this year as well. Well, so. you know the the big number everybody's been talking about the last year is the you know, the eight million first time gun buyers and everything and that's been great. But we've got hundreds of millions of of gun buyers who maybe already have a shield or already have a whatever. So the, yeah. they 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 want something new as well. Got to so, keep keep them interested. Right. Keep so them it's yeah. uh you know kudos to to Smith for for you know keeping that in mind and, and getting those guns out. Uh, you know, the little M&P 1522 pistol. I mean, what a, oh, yeah. what a fun little gun that little thing's been. I mean, it's just been – and in this market, I mean, what a great uh, introduction when you really didn't need to strain yep. your your uh, your AR line any more than you already did and you come out with some new some new items, uh, some pistols and the, and the 556 and everything. And, and that, those guns have been home runs. Yeah, they've been really, really successful For even sure. beyond the fact that, that those guns have had a, a heightened demand. Yeah, we always got to be thinking about, you know, look, in this market, this this industry is, is cyclical, right? We go through this and, you know, and then we go through these periods of capacity constraints and then, you know, things kind of soften up and then we go through capacity constraints. And we're always making, you got to make that decision for what's right for the brand in the long term, not what's right for, you know, for you know two two weeks or two months or even two years from now, what's right for, you know. 10 years from now, right? So, and always making sure that that brand and all our products and that product portfolio is, is you know, is where we want that brand to be in the future in five years from now and 10 years from now. Right. right. Stand true to that, right? So. It, it'd be nice to be manufacturing ammo right now. On a ma- <laughs> but, but you're right. Is Does that make sense for the long term? That's exactly. the easy answer is we should, we should, let's make ammo because there's a shortage. Yeah. But, you know, well, the, how, the does number, that, how does that fit? How does that play long term? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, the number one, you know, response I, we get from consumers all the time is like, why don't they just make more? I say, like, it's not that easy. You know, you got to. <laughs> Even if you had the, the the facilities and the machinery, just getting the people hired and sure. trained, 
it's a struggle. And that's where a lot of the, I think the breakdown has been at the manufacturing level has not necessarily been the, the hard use equipment. It's been the people. And we want, uh, we want the right people making our ammo. Trust right. me. Right. And, and our guns too. <laughs> and and, and yeah. our guns. Yeah, right. But, it, but it's just not easy to just say, okay, let's just snap our fingers and, yeah. and let's just start making more. It, it takes time. I mean, we're, we're doing a warehouse expansion here and, and it's just warehouse space. Not, not, right. we're not adding machinery and right. CNC and all that stuff. And it's, and it's going to take months and months and months just to, just to add that warehouse space. So, you know, it, it's not that easy. So for, for you to take the same amount of people and at times even less people than the same amount of machinery and crank out that many more guns and get them out there has really been a, really been a, a hell of an yeah, accomplishment. They've, they've been, they've done great. And you're right, Jason. I mean, you've been to our facility. It's, it, it, there's, I mean, we've got, you know, over 500 CNC machines. Each one of these is, you know, up to upwards of $500,000 a piece. You can't just add those machines. And, right. you know, first of all, just to get them is six months to get them installed and right. up and running. And, and, and then you got to have, you're right. And then you, I mean, our, our operators who run those facilities, run those machines are highly skilled, highly skilled labor. It's, you know, sure. those are, that's precision machining and to try and find you. And then now you got a machine, now you got to get somebody to run it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and you got to be very careful about, you know, as we said, you know, we're, we're kind of a, you know, we end up in a cyclical, uh, cyclical pattern here where you can't you can't capacitize to the top because then you know when things kind of soften <laughs> right. now you got a bunch of machines sitting around right and, you right know, so you got to be very careful and judicious about that but you sure. know so we were able to kind of you know we got kind of a little bit of a proprietary uh, secret sauce here where we can use some people on the outside and help right. us can you know uh, right. add to our internal and we can we can ramp pretty quick you know and then that helps us in the downturn too where we don't have to turn you know, we don't have to have idle machines because we're, you know, we're using some folks on the outside as well. And we can kind of, you know, use their capacity when we need it and, you know, right. kind of turn it off when we don't. So yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's smart. You know, Smith & Wesson has also done a great job of of helping the new first-time gun buyers get familiarized with guns. And not only the brand, but also on how to use. And then tell us a little bit about GunSmart and, and how that's been. Uh, that's a big positive of the past year too. Is oh, a lot of, a lot of new shooters. I don't know what the number's at now, 7 million or something, whatever it was last year. Yeah, they say it was around 8 million, 8 million last year. Yeah. And of course that's those numbers from a few, few months ago. So I imagine it's probably North. Yeah. Of 10. We're thinking it's North of 10 now. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. But Smith and Wesson being proactive about it. And yeah, talk yeah, about we that. this, you know, about, uh, about, July, August of last year, we kind of started to see, we, you know, notice that, that strong trend. And, you know, and so I, I remember the day we got, uh, you know, Sue Capera runs our sales and Kyle Tangwall runs marketing. And the three of us sat in my office and just kind of went through the whiteboard and said, who are these new people? What, are, you know, so, you know, how do they think? Who, who are they? You know, um, what, are, what was their purchase intent? Why are they buying new products? You know, and, and what products are they buying? And how do we, you know, never owned a firearm before i mean so what we kind of found out was we did some studies and and spent actually spent a fairly significant amount of money and time on on kind of doing some studies on these people and who are they and what and why are they buying a firearm and and have they ever owned a firearm and you know are they are they from a firearm owning family or right. or do they and what we found was a lot of them are not right and it's an intimidating purchase and you know and so now how did we welcome them into the industry so that we can turn them into you know into long range shooting sports enthusiasts and, and, you know, that's good for our industry. It's good sure. for them. It's good for, right. So, so then we launched gun smarts and we said, okay, so how do we, you know, we use Julie Golub and, you know, a lot of our, our a lot of our pro shooters and Jerry Mikulik and, you know, so they, it's a great video library, great video library. Uh, we got Ken on board and, and, and just how do you, how do you strip a field strip of a pistol? Right. How do you clean it? Right. How do you, you know, 
what can you expect when you shoot a gun? You know, <laughs> keeping your hand away from the back of the slide. Right. Yeah. There's sure. a lot of little we, things that yeah, we that take we for as, granted. Yeah, that we as industry people who have, you know, you just, you don't even think about that. But right. for somebody who's new to, new to shooting, right? I mean, how do you, and, and gl- so happy to see so many of the other firearms manufacturers picking up on that as well. This is not something, this is not something we should be saying, oh, well, we're, you know, we, we need to be the, we need everybody to do Absolutely. that. Because that helps all of us. Right? Absolutely. It helps all of us. It helps the Second Amendment and more people, more, the more consumers we get into the, understanding you know, the reasons behind the Second Amendment and why we have that, you know, that right as Americans. And the more people we can get, the more critical mass, the more grassroots we can get, the better. So Absolutely. we as an industry need to continue doing that. That's at smith-wesson.com forward slash gunsmarts, I think is the website for everybody listening, if you want to check that out. A lot of great videos, uh, as Mark just mentioned. And even for people who are familiar with shooting, there's some great stuff on there. I mean, yeah. Smith & Wesson has some of the best brand ambassadors out there. I mean, if you can't learn something from Jerry or, or Julie, or, or or one of their crew, you 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 probably you, you probably they you can learn more than you think. Uh, those guys and gals have lots of uh, talents and, and little tips and tricks that stuff that even experienced shooters will, will can gleam on. So for sure, I don't you, you don't have to be a first time user to get some benefit out of things you forgot things. about that you might want to revisit. Yeah, absolutely, you know, or you know, or and what we're seeing is a, a huge uptick in guns. That so there's a lot of people who maybe got into guns the last ten years, but maybe never tried a revolver. Maybe never yeah. tried a um, you know lever action rifle, whatever else. Right. So they're trying. You're getting into the into different stuff, and so even though they're an experienced shooter, some it's something that's new to them. We're seeing that especially with with double action revolvers. There's been a huge uptick in interest in that. There's more people carrying them now, um, especially with the ammunition situations. Yeah. You know, if, if guys got a stockpile of 38 special ammo and he's Winding down on his nine millimeter, well, he maybe now he's carrying a six eighty six, and or he's training more with it, or he's shooting it more. Um, so uh, th- those videos are great, even for the experienced guy for maybe a different platform. So check them out. So, Mark, you've got a really rare view, you know, that most of us don't have of the industry and kind of where we're headed now. So uh, what what does the future look like to you, as far as maybe the more immediate future, say the next through the end of the year? I guess we can just kind of go with that uh, as, as you see uh, manufacturing uh, continuing to kind of ramp up and demand and so forth. Uh, what, how do you feel? What do you see? What are, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on kind of where we're headed here? Obviously there's, there's a, the political climate out there, which that's a, that's a whole nother thing, but, but you know, from, from, from your seat, what, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, obviously you can look at the NICS data over the last year and see that, you know, I mean, this has just been an, you know, I think the word unprecedented is yeah. overused, but, you know, right. it really has for our industry been unprecedented. I mean, it's it's a record breaking year, and which is great to see a lot of, you know, a lot of people in this last year kind of waking up and realizing, oh, that's why we have, you know, the right to, to bear arms right. and protect ourselves. Right. I mean, right. so with all of the, you know, all of the craziness that's happened in the last year between COVID and civil unrest and, you know, so um, and the lockdowns. And, and so I think now as we kind of come out of that, um, you know, I'm. Every time we kind of go through one of these, you know, these surges, as we call them in the industry, it, it seems like we, we always settle back down at a, at a higher level, right? right. And, and I think, you know, where, where we go from here, um, it's, it's tough to tell. Um, but I think, you know, y- you look at the number of new shooters that we were just talking about that have come into the marketplace. And, you know, I mean, the NSSF did a study, you know, a few years back now. But, you know, at that time... You know, and we weren't focused on new shooters. We, you know, we weren't focused on welcoming them to the industry like we are now. And like we just talked about the gun smarts and some of the other things from the other manufacturers. Right. Um, at that time, it was twenty five percent. So if if you know if you if you were you know, went out and bought, bought a firearm for the first time, 
25% of those people came one and four came back and bought their second, you know? And so I think even if we get only that, which I think, you know, that would be conservative to say mm-hmm. that even if we only get that, you know, we've, we've, We've made a pretty big, you know, That's huge paradigm very. shift in our in our base of consumers, right? Um, so, I think that's you know that bodes very well for us in an industry going forward. You know, specifically, what does it mean for the next year? Uh, you know, or for the rest of this year? I think you know it's obviously that political climate. You know, you know it's sure. no, no secret that you know people getting up on the bully pulpit and talking about gun control drives people to go out and purchase firearms for, for fear of their of their rights being restricted. Right. Um, you know, I, and I don't I don't see that going away anytime soon. No. Right? So it's you know. you know we talk about the, the the rises we have over the years, but this one was definitely different because this is the first one, at least in my time in twenty three years, where people not just bought guns because of fear that they might not be able to buy a gun, but in fear of they might actually need to use their guns. Yeah. And, and that was a different motivator, I think, this time around. And like you said, if we normally are kind of retaining, you know, one out of every four or five of those people, the great thing about Smith & Wesson is you've got a, a broad product line. So if they maybe bought a, bought a shield or bought an AR-15, you know, there's a chance to get them maybe into a revolver down the road or a different category or, or 22, a rimfire or something like that. And so that's, I think, the, the great challenge that the industry has is to how to keep peak the interest and not just be, you know, something for self-protection right. or for unrest or for political strife or whatever else, but actually to actually go have fun and enjoy it and use it and realize that this is a it, – it's a fun hobby to have regardless of what your original motivation was to purchase. Absolutely. So I yeah, think, we're seeing a big push in that, actually. We're seeing, you know, we're seeing now that – we watch the industry trends and, and our revolvers are now starting to be the one that's, you know, we've kind of, it's kind of shifted from, you know, the pistols still, still remaining in high demand, but now our revolvers are starting. And I think that's a lot of what you're yeah. talking about is, you know, some of that might be driven by the ammo and, you know, people have an am, revolver ammo that now they want to shoot up. But um, I, I think a lot of that is also driven by people just, you know, getting interested in you're right. And we went out and bought a pistol and, you know, okay, now I got a pistol and I shot that. That's fun. Now, oh, let me go get a revolver now, you know. Right, so right. I think yeah. I think we are starting to see that, you know, kind of people active in the shooting sports now, right? So right. it's going to be it's going to be awesome. interesting. Gonna be, I think it bodes well for us and, and the industry going forward. Yeah, it, it it feels that way. Looking back to uh, getting back to normal a little bit more, being able to travel more, shot show, uh, making big plans again for shot show next year. So. Uh, uh, I think uh, I think it's everything's starting to shape up again. Uh, I don't I don't know what we're going to display at Shot Show. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I know. We'll, we'll, we'll have couple, we'll hold a couple back for you. Yeah, I'm about to yeah. say if, uh, if we have anybody who can supply guns, it'll be Smith and Wesson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, well, Mark, listen, we I can't thank you enough for taking a few minutes out today. I know we got a busy schedule. You guys are out of here pretty soon, and. And welcome back to the Bayou. You got good food and a flood, so that's you got you, yep. got, you got all the culture uh, of Louisiana. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys setting that up for us. Yeah, the, 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 flood, the flood was nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a nice touch. Yeah. Special yeah. order. Yeah. Uh, hey, thank you though, and uh, look forward to having you back and seeing you again soon. And uh, safe travels. So thank you, uh, everybody. You know where to find us. Uh, all the uh, socials at Lipsy's Guns and at Lipsy'sGuns.com. And again, Smith-Wesson.com forward slash Gunsmarts for all you new shooters out there. And until next time, aim higher.